0: This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network.
1: I don't know that um, they didn't make a big mistake.
2: Okay. But for me... To- Chris Steyrwalt, by the name, is the guy who was Fox News's election guy. I mean, he was the guy that was the one he called... He an on-air yeah. personality. No, but he... Chris Steyrwalt. He was in charge. He was on air like John King is on air for CNN. He's the guy with the map and calling the votes in the states.
1: Yeah, but he's not doing it. He's not. There's a room back there of all these people behind
2: computers. So he's just lying. In the states. He's lying. that He didn't lose his job. Oh, he lost his job. But why? But he probably wasn't. Because he called that- Arizona for Joe Biden. And Trump called immediately. Martha McCallum did. Martha McCallum is reading off a teleprompter. So is
1: he. No, he's not, Kevin. Brian, they, th- that decision came from a war room. Of he people. was in charge of the war room. No, he's
2: not. Okay, do you want to bet $100 right now? I don't think he is. Do you want to bet $100 right well, now? how
1: are you going to prove that? That he's in charge of the do war room. Do
2: you think it's not something that you can't find who was in charge that night of calling the election results for Fox News?
1: I don't know that he's in charge. I think there's a... There's a coordinating director type person that's in charge of all those producers, and these people are their election experts. They go back there in the room.
2: Martha McCallum and- has nothing to do with. She is the anchor. This guy was in charge of the election results that night. He's the one when Trump called the Murdochs. They got on the phone. He was the one who called Arizona for I think Biden he's the only and then-
1: talent of political
2: expertise. Okay. He's
1: not the guy in the back room. Would
2: you like to bet a hundred dollars? It'll be easy next week. You're going to be on the phone. You don't even have to. There's a
1: scientific way that they call these states. By
2: the really, I thought it was wrong. I thought that they were it was rigged. (laughs) Arizona. I mean, this is what Kerry Lake's still arguing today. Did I say it was rigged? No, you just said there's a scientific way that they call these states, but there's somebody in charge of making the call that People we're going to go on TV the air. TV
1: are waiting for a state to be called. Fox was first to call Arizona, and he got which half fired Trump uh, immensely, but they didn't seem to care because they believe by their scientific um, calculating that Arizona was going for Trump. I mean, it was going for Biden. and uh, And they called it. I was upset. But Why would you be upset? Because I wanted Trump to win. Right. Once Arizona was called. But that's not called, the same thing that it, it was looked, a lie or bad. that it was
2: cheating or it was stolen. You're making my point. Fox was not lying, cheating. No. Or, and the guy who did it, they fired.
1: They, These these pundits come on right and left. They go from He's Fox, not a pundit. Kevin, yes, he was he in is. charge of. No, he's a pundit. It used to be him and Dana Perino had their own show. It was, it was Starwalt and Perino had their own show for the longest time. And they split them. He's an on-air pundit. He was
2: a politics editor for a decade, and then he was put in charge of the election coverage and the calling of the states. He was on the air that night. at That was his role. He called Arizona. It was his call to call it for Biden.
1: He did not make the decision. The decision was made at the decision desks. He was the in charge of yes, the decision he's that, desk. He's a guy on the air like John, what's his name, King uh, does. Uh, uh, somebody's got to say
2: it. It's amazing. You took 13 and a half minutes to not blame Tucker Carlson for a single thing. Even though the guy is literally lying to you every night and laughing about it. Because you, the guy you're a done good person. guy's a lot person. of great work. He may have blown that. But I'm not gonna It's not blowing it when you know, when you admit that what you're saying on the air is untrue and suckers out there listening are good people, but they believe this garbage, so we're going to keep giving it
1: to he you. He has called Trump out on so many stupid oh. things that Trump's done okay. more than anybody on Fox. Uh, okay. But you don't watch him, so you don't know that. I'm not saying he's perfect, and I don't even watch that much at night now. I watched The Wire.
2: But I, but I do watch <laughs> Okay Look, we're we're five minutes late. We've we've missed every break. We we spent forty minutes on sports and another twenty minutes doing the denying of Fox News' culpability and anything. Now I'm gonna be at in all. trouble again too. Now, well that you've got Sue, that's that's yes, you have to deal with that wrath as well. My last thing for you is I'm gonna be gracious and say, Hey, you got a show tonight at five o'clock. Oh, Who yeah. Who do you have coming up?
1: I do. And um We're going to have Eric on tonight. He's going to be the sports guy. Les Albert, the first responders car show is coming up. He's going to talk about that. Gretchen Murphy. Yeah. She's coming back. I saw her at uh, Robbie's the other night, and I said, come on back for a show. So she's coming back. And uh, Jerry Johnson's going to be in. They've got a black history exhibit still going on through the month of February.
2: All right. Sounds like an action-packed show. We'll see you tonight at 5. Thank you. All right, we'll be back after the uh, quick break. Uh, the mayor of Decatur will join us next, and then a little later today, Mark Tupper back in the saddle. And we'll check in with Dr. Juanita Moore. Stay tuned.
3: John, the price of
2: groceries is enough to send somebody into a panic mode these days. Yeah, especially when the refrigerator goes kaput. Even more so. We got a call from a customer who had that problem with a freezer load of those
4: expensive groceries. And that'll keep you awake at night just thinking about it.
2: Right. So because Dick Van Dyke stocks the 100 most used parts, we are able to send a factory-trained tech out to her place
3: to fix the problem before she lost any of that food. And he wasn't some subcontractor either.
5: Trained right here locally by the team of Dick Van Dyke.
3: You know one way to fight inflation? Yep. Keep from having to buy expensive stuff twice. Yes. You got that right.
4: This is Dennis Regan, chairman of Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. When you buy from us, you get the whole store, which means you have the comfort of knowing that if anything goes wrong, we'll make it right. Wow! Dick Van
6: Dyke, world. When you buy from us, you get the whole
5: this is Brian Barnard, voice for the Fighting Illini on Decatur's home for Fighting Illini athletics for over 75 years. WSOI Decatur, 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, and streaming at nowdecatur.com.
0: Hi, this is Amy from Gustafson & Associates. These days, changes to the tax laws happen fast and with little guidance. If you have questions about child tax credits, solar energy or electric vehicle credits, or taxation of your retirement benefits, you can trust the experts at Gustafson & Associates to answer your questions and prepare an accurate tax return. When you want to save time, money, and headaches, trust Gustafson and Associates to give you a hand. With our skill and knowledge of the latest tax laws, our experienced accountants will help you claim the deductions you are entitled to and make sure you get the biggest refund possible. Call 875-2500 and have the same person take care of your taxes every year. Someone you know and trust. Someone who is there to answer your questions all year long. Get the professionals who deliver personal service. Gustafson & Associates, 875-2500, located at 1525 East Hubbard Avenue in Decatur, on the corner of Woodford and Hubbard, directly across from Staley Credit Union. UC Bank, leading the way to your financial wellness. No matter where your financial journey begins, Pathways Banking Options at UC are designed with your goals in mind. UC Bank building strong financial futures, one family, one street, one city at a time. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC.
5: As the stock market slumps and instability this year got you concerned, would you like a way that could protect your retirement when the markets are down? Gold Alliance would like to give you two free reports, the Inflation Survival Plan and the Stock Market Correction Plan. Both give actionable insights you can use now that could protect your savings in uncertain times. Absolutely free. Don't wait. Call 800-200-2079 800-200-2079 800-200-2079 All investments involve risk, including losses. Past performance does not guarantee future results.
2: Look at that. Sunshine is out. Here is Nick Smith with your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast.
3: Today, mostly sunny, high of 54. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 31. For Tuesday, mostly sunny, high of 46 and a chance of some late rain. Wednesday, showers and possible thunderstorms, high near 58. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 33 degrees. Your WSOY time is 708.
2: Good morning and welcome to the 7 o'clock hour. Mayor Julie Moore-Wolf joins us. We'll check in with Mark Topper and Topper on Sports. Nick and I have got a lot to get to. It's a big entertainment weekend. A lot to cover. The company starts now.
6: Buyers and Company. WSOY 1340 AM, 103.3 FM. Streaming live at nowdecatur.com.
2: Richard Belzer died over the weekend. You know, he had one of the most interesting faces in the history of human beings. And I remember the first time I can ever remember seeing him and I when I saw him I didn't know who he was until later. There was a movie called Night Shift with Henry Winkler and oh. I think it was Michael Keaton's first sort of foray into the movies. And they they ran a morgue overnight and turned it into a brothel. <laughs> uh and the and uh uh hey. Shelley whatever from Cheers yeah. uh, was in it. I forgot all about that. And, and Michael Keaton was so funny in this movie you just never seen anything like him. I think Ron Howard was the director, and Richard Belzer was one of the bad guys and then, of course, he had the famous scene where he was the m c uh, when they tried to to take out Tony Montana in the nightclub in Scarface. Uh, uh, See,
7: I just, I I know him from Law & Order. Well, yeah, but he was a stand-up
2: comic, comic. and then he was on there, not Law & Order, he was on Homicide. Uh, No, he was on Law & Order. Order. Oh,
3: yeah. for you. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. After Homicide? That's his his number one thing. That was a big deal. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, he was was one of the main guys forever. Yep. Yep. That would be his, if he had a if you put that stuff on Tombstones, that's the yeah. one that goes to the top. You don't
2: think it would be Homicide. He's yeah, like 10 sure. years no, on no. Homicide.
3: Yeah, he... he Law well, and Order, he, that was his big show.
2: Okay, well, I'm, I will concede to... Was his name Munch or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Munch. Yeah. Well, then he was a crossover character. That was his... Okay, I'll just read the opening paragraph of his obituary, and I think well, we're both right.
7: We didn't write that.
2: Uh, yeah. You're right, because mm-hmm. Variety's got an angle. <laughs> They're trying to sell us. Uh, no, I mean, it was a crossover character. It was the same character, but he started it with Homicide, Life on the Streets. Richard Belzer, who started his career as a stand-up comedian before becoming a household name for his role as Detective John Munch in Homicide, Life on the Street and Law and & Order, uh, SVU, died Sunday uh, in France. Not quite sure, but that's 78 years old. So I didn't realize. 78? Uh, I didn't know he was that old. Oh, he looked 78 uh, when he was in I that would, movie with Michael Keaton. And, you know, he had one of those old looking faces. He, he,
7: he had that the same look for decades. Oh, yes. So, but I just, that surprised me. I would, I would have said 70.
2: Yeah. Now, because I remember the John Munch character it was a very interesting character. It was Barry Levinson was the one who created the homicide life on the streets. Uh, which then sort of had a pre-introduction to the wire, you know, as far as Baltimore was concerned and he had that interesting character. I didn't watch Law & Order SVU. I didn't watch
3: watch Homicide. So
2: so. I don't know how they crossed over, I mean, other than clearly it was NBC, so the network, you know, owned both shows.
3: I think he even played the character in a couple episodes of Arrested Development, too. Really? (laughs) Yeah, I think so, because I remember him being in it, and I think that was the name. Yeah? Yeah.
2: Okay, so he said, Dick Wolf said that when he he loved the character so much from the Homicide show that when they created the new show, he wanted to make him a permanent part of the cast. There you go. There See, go. so we had Full two circle. completely different yep. experiences over one guy playing the same character. is that wild? It is wild. Small world. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alright, so uh, what's going on in your world? Well, we've been dog sitting a
7: sick puppy, my daughter's little two-year-old golden doodle. She cut some bacterial fungus thing that it, I think it has a lot to do from what the U of I vets told us, you know, not having much of a winter and freezing. And it's uh, the stuff that's in Illinois, central Illinois soil, mostly, you know, down by plot rivers. That's whole lot of the last of us. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. It's, but she's on a lot of antibiotics and looks like six months of repeated x-rays and
2: expense. No kidding. Yeah. Six months.
7: Uh, up to six months, probably.
2: Wow. Yeah. And they just just from the ground?
7: Yeah. And we don't know when she got She's been sick. She's had like pneumonia and, you know, it's a poor little dog. Sweetest little thing. Betty.
2: That's such an old-fashioned name.
7: No, it's not. It's in the Taylor Swift songs. Betty? Betty. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
7: Back me up on this, Nick correct.
2: <laughs> it might be in the Taylor Swift song, but it's a very old name. I mean, how many Bettys do you know that are eight? Well,
3: there are a lot of a lot of, <laughs> well, no of eight-year-olds, eight though, to be fair. <laughs> older that's names are point.
7: coming back. Yeah, that's probably a good thing.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know anybody the last 30 years I know named Betty that wasn't 85 years old.
7: You know, and we don't have a lot of good family old names to bring back, you know, like Frida and Fern, Irene. Those are it's like nobody wants those. The this pretty, pretty, pretty ones, like. Interview we've
2: done and I didn't think that was <laughs> hey, going to be possible. It's after It's better last hour. than the
7: last hour. They okay? have sport talk and kill each other over politics.
2: I'm not killing anybody over politics. What I'm right. not even talking about politics. Good. Were you? T- Let's talk about puppies,
7: prom dresses, anything, <laughs> <laughs> anything, recipes. First of those all, are the three things you, I like. You're, you're the
2: mayor <laughs> of Decatur. You're here for yes. a, a political office, so there's really no way around that. Well, that's a point. I, I was doing fine, uh, and I I didn't want the 35 minute of sport talk either. I, think I wanted it to,
7: 37.
2: Okay, 37 yeah. minutes. I wanted to just recap a couple of things and move on. Yeah,
7: I'd stick to. And then I that
2: always stuff. get. Ch- <laughs> Are we critiquing jobs now? No, no. Okay. No, no. Don't want to go there. No, I'm just <laughs> just asking. Uh it was two against one. <laughs> and then the live golf thing, which I just I I I fail to understand why anybody gets worked up about this, and I don't hate it. I just don't care. Uh but I just feel like uh I, I'm doing Jekyll and Hyde every week.
7: Yeah. I, I could see that. Yeah. hmm
2: so was how was it, your weekend? My weekend was great. Good. I don't have any complaints at all. Hey, the them. weather's nice. Uh, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Fantastic. Sun's up. We've had stars just, in the sky.
7: I just know March is going to be bad because this has been lovely, oh, especially with the sun the out.
2: Optimism. <laughs> the optimism. The other shoe's going to drop. <laughs>
7: well, the, that, but at least you know it's at the end. You know,
2: the, the Did I see that the uh, St. Patrick's Day parade is back in full swing? I believe it is. Yeah. I mean, that's that was always Lindsay's bellwether sort of like if you get to the st patrick's day parade
7: you can survive that you're pretty much out <laughs> of the worst
2: of it that makes sense it
7: does it really does and that's just so,
2: what not too far away yeah three it, weeks
7: march what 16 i i don't have a calendar in front of me i'm not into march yet
2: so. no but we're almost there because february is a short month all right it's president's day it is, is the city open closed, or closed okay
7: you know so our council meeting is tomorrow
2: and how does that feel when you have to like move the, count? I mean, is it just well, a different yeah. feel like to go in on a Tuesday night?
7: Well, the the problem is, you know, city and government people take this for granted. Most of us don't work in the government world, and so people have, you know, other thing, other obligations. Like Chuck Kuhl, for example, teaches tennis, and he blocks out his Mondays. Yeah. But not his Tuesdays, and you don't just automatically remember. because I don't think President's Day. It's not like Christmas. It doesn't rank up there with the
2: highest.
7: Even occurs to you, and I every year say to city manager's office. Please remind council people that we have weird holidays in January and February that can throw things off because you've got Martin Luther King Day, you've got President's Day, you've got Lincoln's birthday, and those can all affect. So the city got
2: Lincoln and the President's Day off. You betcha. (laughs) I mean, no one even thought twice about it, did they? Nope, that's a holiday. Just shut it down.
7: Yeah, when I worked for the state, we even got election day off.
2: Yeah, well, that was a holiday. Well, is that now
7: a holiday too? No, it's not a, a holiday. Are you sure?
2: I think in Illinois, the Democrats have made it one, but I don't think it is.
7: Yeah, well,
2: I it, think your 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 employer state worker, right? has to let you take time to vote maybe is that the law
7: yeah but i mean how long have, how long has it ever taken you to vote well like maybe seven minutes yeah, on a here, busy day i'm, I'm not exactly. sure that in
2: every neighborhood in chicago probably it's that not way.
7: but i don't think that was i don't know i think the purpose was more to have state workers So, out helping so how, who campaign. makes
2: that determination
7: like in the like city?
2: lincoln's day like that's not a federal holiday
7: Well, I don't know if it was a state holiday that was just a da I don't know.
2: But, I mean, who makes that decision? Like, we're just going to shut the city down.
7: Well, in the case of Juneteenth, we've just now recognized that as a holiday day off this Mm -hmm. year. Because I believe the governor declared it, like, maybe two years ago. But it was so fast that it didn't give a lot of local... Bodies, governmental bodies, time to react. And, you know, it was not a holiday, official holiday last year, but um, council really made it clear to the manager that we thought that it should be
2: celebrated. Okay. So Um,
7: that is a new city holiday.
2: There's other ways you can celebrate, by the way, rather than just taking the day off.
7: Well, and you look at some schools that um, now are in, in school for Veterans Day. They do Veterans Day programs and actually market. Okay. But I don't know.
2: It just seems like this is just sort of like whoever's in charge. It's so gray on all this stuff. It's like we can either, yep, we're all in, or nope, we're not.
7: Well, and it's kind of hard because our police and fire and public works people really are still on the job. Well, they have to yeah, be. Yeah, and bus drivers, and so, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Hey, next week, uh, Lacey Elzia, the head of our um, transportation area for buses is going to be in to answer all the questions you've ever had about buses that I couldn't
2: answer. Okay, well, you know, A, thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, That will be uh, great, Uh, and I'm prepared.
7: I see, like, 18 file folders. Are those all about buses?
2: Well, there is a... I have a couple transportation (laughs) questions. (laughs) I I just... I I feel like... No, no. I'm I'm sure she's great. I, I don't... I just... I feel like it's one of those areas that we really haven't oh. sort of, yes?
7: Wendy Mortland just sent me a text saying the city does not take Lincoln's birthday.
2: All right. There okay. You there you go. They probably will now. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I just declared it a holiday. Uh, see,
7: I didn't know that because it didn't come council meeting. Yeah. So,
2: um, the transportation thing, that's great. We'll have some great conversation. I, I just, I feel like that's something that's just been done a certain way just because it's always been done a certain way and really, maybe because of COVID, because of EV, because of all these other things, that maybe there's a better way to do that.
7: now. I agree. And I don't know if there are things that are locked into union agreements. I, I don't know that if you are working on that day, you get, I, I don't know.
2: Okay. I'm, I'm talking about the transportation oh, part of this, yeah, not the, it, sorry. the holidays. I'm, I'm sure, though, that they'll still get those off. Uh, I just feel like that is the the even the way it's set up like oh we'll give you federal funding if you do x y or z the way that every city in america has been treated is the exact same Mm -hmm. when there's just a huge difference between a large city and a small city in public transportation
7: and i prefer that all things decisions be made locally but you're right we're held hostage on a lot of things because you don't get the funding if you don't do it their way
2: and so you keep yeah. Losing money doing something so you can get money that ends up, I, I, I don't know. It's been that way for a yeah, long you're gonna time. You're going
7: to be nice to Lacey. Next Absolutely. Week. Okay.
2: her fault. <laughs> I mean, she didn't <laughs> set up the, the original deal and then not change a thing for 60 years.
7: And she's working on some pretty significant changes. Good.
2: So. I saw these EV uh, lifestyle, is, is it canoe is that how it's pronounced? C-A-N-O-O, I believe. They've got, uh, I don't know if you've seen these, but there's like a, you know how Mercedes and everybody's making these sort of lifestyle vans, you, you know, for people that are. Kind of camping? Kind of, yeah. You, you know, for people who just sort of want sort to of hit the road and, and go see all 50, whatever, national parks. And it's becoming a big thing. Mercedes has got one. Uh, what, what's the, the the big one? The, the The silver ones that have been around forever.
3: Oh, uh, so, uh, streamline.
2: No, it's, it's something.
7: It's, it's something like that. It's like the. That's with an S, maybe. <laughs> Mondays are a roll around here. Boy, they
2: are. I got to tell you, we just need our own, like, fact checkers just sitting here and going.
7: Who can Google this the
2: fastest? Uh Is it an Airstream? Yeah. Airstream. Yeah. Okay. I got half. Uh But this canoe has, like, it's a very unique-looking sort of box van, you, you know, uh electric vehicle that they think are going to sell like it. They're saying in the 30,000s, you, you know, the, is what the price they're that looking at. pretty cheap. Yeah. But, I mean. Do you pull it, or do you... Uh, Uh, No, it's four wheels. I I mean, it's a, you know, you drive it. And it looks like it's being built just, so I'm thinking about all this stuff that's coming out. Does
3: it have a shower?
2: Huh? I I don't know that it has a shower.
3: So the primary use, it looks like a a van that's kind of short, okay? You squash it down walmart has a deal with them for like five or six thousand or something like that and and it's just got more space so you just get out and go and so you could put multiple you could either put units of things in there or units of people they're, i they're, think i'd take it to a tailgate to
2: mm-hmm. well, camp i might i mean they're calling it, it's a lifestyle vehicle this lv category which is really picking up and i think that was because of covid oh, I got people you. got a chance i mean what could you do you could go to national park you could camp out you could get outdoors i think that drove a lot of of what was maybe there for some people into a bigger thing, just like golf picked up, uh, and, and I think people enjoyed it, you know, getting away, getting yeah. unplugged and. Even being-
7: I became more outdoorsy. Yeah. You know, and I'm, you know. I would be dangerous on a hiking trail. I fell down in a parking lot yesterday.
2: Okay. Oh. God, it hurt. And and do you want to give us the...
7: No, there was no reason. The wind was blowing and I
2: was... So it wasn't one of like these Facebook posts about early drinking or anything? No. Okay, no. Just...
7: But, you know, I'm sure there's probably a video somewhere and it not a pretty look. Yeah. So
2: you just tripped?
7: I, I was I was helping with some campaign stuff and the wind caught the sign uh. and I was trying to hold it and I fell down. <laughs> it hurt.
2: Was it like a slow fall or was it crash? Well, I
7: was... Pretty good crash.
2: Yeah. Did you land on your front side, back side, side? My side? knee
7: and my hands. Uh, oh, hurt. so you
2: didn't get all the way. Like, oh, I was all oh, the way you, down. Well, you broke right. the fall then, though. Yeah, I broke the fall.
7: Okay. I didn't break anything else. Thank God. I'm so that happy been to hear really that. Bad.
2: <laughs> anyway, I look at these lifestyle vehicles and I think about how every, I mean, even the way we think of transportation is completely mm-hmm. changing. And then I look at these great big buses and I think, man, there's got to be something that's way cheaper. Uh, some sort of grid, some sort of way that people can actually order a ride, right? Well, yeah, and kind of like the Jetsons,
7: only not flying. Yeah. You know, but so we get people where they need to be. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is the weirdest reference show in the history of this show. The well, Jetsons. Like,
7: haven't you seen that meme on Facebook where it's like everything in the Jetsons came true? Right. I mean, I would hope so. That
2: was from the uh, 1950s. 60s. Okay.
7: I watched it a lot when I was young.
2: Uh, I, I really know in the 60s didn't
7: because it was in color.
2: Uh, oh, you know, well. it went
7: from black and white to color.
2: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> there's just got to be a better way to do this <laughs> and a cheaper way to do it. Yeah, because I'm be. assuming every time you make something bigger, it's more expensive to maintain and operate, oh, it's right? Be. Yeah, and, and then what do you do with the high schools? This will be my question. I'm, I'm giving you some prep for next week, uh, you know, because you have a lot. I mean, I know that they have been the high school mm-hmm. uh, form of transportation right. for Eisenhower mm-hmm. and MacArthur.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, I don't know what that ridership looks like.
7: I Actually, I it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty strong. Big. Yeah. yeah. And and we just recently changed that at uh, sometime in the last month where it was just a ride to school and home, mm-hmm. not like for extracurriculars yeah, yeah. or if you wanted to go, you know, downtown or wherever. Now, those kids that have that pass can ride anytime. Anywhere. Yeah. Which could help you know
2: I I suppose I, when I was in high school uh, uh a long time ago uh you know we had just the regular yellow bus yep. until you could get a driver's license or your friend got a driver's and license and
7: I don't know when that changed I mean I'm assuming sometimes the city expense.
2: yeah and I'm assuming the district pays for yeah, that Yeah they do they do And so you probably don't want to lose the revenue well, you because you
7: don't want to lose the revenue or the ridership and so you're but based by the federal th- government by how many people have <laughs> butts and seats how hey, could or those Cards circle. possibly
2: <laughs> <laughs> possibly be done more effectively. Uh, I get it. I get it. Anyway, we'll look forward to that and uh, look forward to meeting you. That's not an easy job, I would imagine.
7: Well, and she's relatively new in the leadership position, and she's just done an outstanding job. So real excited to have her in charge and, you know, thinking of things in different ways. And she's, she's a Decatur native, was born and really? raised here, went through Decatur schools, I believe.
2: Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else is going to be on the agenda for tomorrow?
7: Uh, we've got another big tranche of money for to help with people who are having electrical um, uh, shortfalls and they're their being able to pay their bills, both in rent and, you know, if people are having mortgage issues and utilities. And, and does
2: that apply for. I mean, I, I know what the, of, the struggle I've, has been. If mm-hmm. I. Maybe this is wrong, but my, my take is that. In, in, unless you meet a certain threshold, uh, you know, sometimes that threshold isn't taking care of people that need to be taken care of, like these Alice families that we've talked about a lot that are really struggling, but they might not meet the requirements.
7: Well, initially, A, the paperwork and the requirements in, in this, Effort to help people was nearly impossible to overcome, and the uh, federal government understood that. And after a lot of renditions, it was made a lot more simple. The people at Dove have a better handle on what the you know requirements are, and I if I try to give them to you now, I would. I'm not out. asking about. The, yeah. I'm just saying,
2: it, sometimes you get this money yeah. and it sits there because no, people can't access.
7: Well, fortunately, Dove has it pretty well handled. The city didn't want to create another bureaucratic arm and if you've got an entity that can do things well as dove does so we've really partnered with them over the last you know almost three years to try and help people because they know who needs help and and they're really good at what they do
2: there's power bills are outrageous (sighs) awful yeah
7: and, you know, I mean, that's and that's not going
2: to go for a rate increase.
7: Yeah, I heard that. That's going to be a struggle, I think.
2: I mean, I don't know what will happen yeah. over in Springfield. That yeah. will be a long process. But it's really, you know, when you go from, you know, ours, we have geothermal, which is oh, wow. incredibly we lucky. Well, no, I mean, but but it's three times as much, wow. you know, as it was before. So what used to be a bargain, you know, you get $120 mm-hmm. power bills, now $360. And it's yeah. just, you you see how that impact with everything, grocery prices, inflation, all of this stuff, people are getting squeezed.
7: Well, and the only thing that has saved me, because I've got a lot of square footage in my house, is that we have put in energy efficient appliances in the past, you know, three years or so. And so, you know, it makes a huge difference versus a, you know, 1980s furnace. Yeah. Uh, versus one that's from now, it, it makes a huge difference. But still, you can see how much less power we're using and still paying about $150 more a month.
2: Yeah, it's, and, and it's everybody's nuts. getting yeah. hit that way. So I would hope that you're able to help out the folks that might not always be the people who are lined up yeah. to get help but need a little bit of assistance. Absolutely. Uh, all right, well, tomorrow night, uh if anybody wants to come up, we got a video of Julie falling in that parking <laughs> lot or think fun. Yeah, and no,
7: it's never graceful.
2: Um. Well, I, I was, never mind. <laughs> I thought better. Okay. <laughs> Oh, this has been a weird show so far. Uh and you're not even halfway through. No, well, we are exactly halfway <laughs> oh, okay. through. And uh, we'll be taking a break for the bottom of the hour stories and news. When we get back here, we'll check in with Mark Tupper and Tupper on sports. A yes, sure. little later today, Dr. Juanina Morris will be in the studios with us. Uh, Dr. J. we will talk about what's coming up uh, Wednesday night on the... We'll be back with more right after the news. Stay tuned. This
4: is RJ Kreis with your stories now, a U of I Extension staff team has been honored for their participation with Crossing Healthcare's Prescription Produce Program. Crossing Healthcare began the program in 2016, serving patients with diet-related illnesses. In 2018, Macon County Master Gardeners began volunteering in the garden and horticulture staff added their expertise. The gardeners provided nearly 1,500 hours of volunteer service, resulting in more than 6,800 pounds of produce provided to 117 patients in the program. Their efforts earned the Extension Team the Interdisciplinary Team Award. The State Health Department says the CDC is reporting 19 counties are at the medium community level for COVID, up from 14 last week. No counties are at the high level. Macon County is at the low community level. For more stories, podcasts, and videos, visit nowdecatur.com.
0: is a Fox News alert. I'm Ann Carrick. President Biden making a surprise visit to Kiev, Ukraine with a promise before his departure.
1: Today, that announcement includes artillery ammunition for HIMARS and howitzers. More javelins, anti-armor systems, air surveillance radars, they'll protect Ukrainian people.
0: It was his first war zone visit as president. February the 24th marks the one-year anniversary of the Russian invasion. Tensions between China and the U.S., Secretary of State Antony Blinken meeting with his Chinese counterpart this weekend.
2: We have information that gives us concern that they are considering providing lethal support to Russia in, uh, in the war against Ukraine. And it was important for me to share very clearly with with Wang Yi Uh, that this would be a serious problem.
0: Blinken on ABC's This Week yesterday. The meeting follows the takedown of a Chinese spy balloon off the coast of South Carolina. America's listening to Fox
7: News.
6: Did you know the average age of vehicles on the road right now are 12 years old? Most manufacturers recommend antifreeze coolant exchanges every 10 years. Number one roadside breakdowns is cooling system failure, but SpeedLube has you covered. They offer a two part complete coolant system fluid exchange for $79.95 and it lubricates the water pump seals and has an anti corrosion additive. Don't find yourself on the side of the road this winter. Visit one of SpeedLube's six Decatur locations or in Lincoln or Clinton. Get your coolant system checked today at SpeedLube. As
5: the stock market slumps and instability this year got you concerned, would you like a way that could protect your retirement when the markets are down? Gold Alliance would like to give you two free reports, the Inflation Survival Plan and the Stock Market Correction Plan. Both give actionable insights you can use now that could protect your savings in uncertain times. Absolutely free. Don't wait. Call 800-200-2079. 800-200-2079. 800-200-2079. All investments involve risk, including losses. Past performance does not guarantee future results.
6: Get 11% off everything of at Menards. Protect and maintain your wood surfaces with Minwax Stains and Finishes. They offer a great variety of easy-to-use products that provide a beautiful, rich color that enhances the natural wood grain. Start with a finish that will last for years to come. Minwax Oil-Based Wood Finish is 10.99 dollars 99 per quart after 11% rebate. Good through February 26th. Savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Looking to fall in love with your new home? Eagle Ridge, your affordable, assisted lifestyle community, is newly renovated and ready for you. You can count on them to provide home-cooked meals, small group activities, and visitations with family and friends. They are currently accepting move-ins, and there is no better time than to call them right now. Stop by 875 West McKinley or call 217-872-1282. That's 872-1282. They are an equal housing opportunity lender.
3: Here's a look at your News Channel 20 storm team forecast today. Mostly sunny, a high of 54. Tonight, partly cloudy and a low of 31. For Tuesday, mostly sunny, high 46. Chance of some late night rain. And Wednesday, showers, thunderstorms also possible, high of 58. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 34 degrees. Your WSOY time is 734. This look of your weather. It was brought to you by Eagle Ridge of Decatur.
0: Tupper on Sports on WSOY 1340 AM and 103.3 FM, streaming live at NowDecatur.com.
2: Good morning and welcome. Each and every weekday morning, we check in with Mark Tupper and Tupper on Sports. All right, let's start with the Illini.
8: Uh, tough game uh, Saturday over at Bloomington, Indiana. Illinois is playing without their leading scorer, Terrence Shannon. Who did not make the trip uh, because of a concussion. And um, so you're going up against a good team uh, in a difficult place to play. Very good game uh, and a gritty performance by Illinois. They led almost the entire game, uh, led early because of uh, pretty good defense and they made shots. You know, this has proven to be an Illinois team that does not shoot the ball very well. A very poor three point shooting team. I thought they'd be better. Uh, but they're not, and they, they led uh, in, in the first half. They made six of 12 from three, and then in the second half they made zero threes, 0 for 8. So um, they did a better job, a much better job defensively on Trace Jackson Davis, uh, and yet he still puts up big-time numbers. He does every game, 26 points, 12 rebounds in this one. Uh, the, other th- the other thing Illinois did not do is, they they couldn't convert shots at the rim, you know, miss layups. Um RJ Melendez himself missed four. He is just a mess right now. And um but their defense kept a in it. They had nine steals, they blocked nine shots and they needed somebody to step up with the scoring with Terrence Shannon out, and uh, Matthew Meyer scored 24. And um, But it, uh, you know, it came down to an opportunity to tie the game down by three on the last shot of the game, and Matthew Meyer got the ball, and he passed up a contested three and made the right basketball play. Uh, fired the ball off on the wing, went wide open, R.J. Melendez for three, uh, if that goes down they're going to overtime and of course he missed the shot because he doesn't he never makes a shot right now and um so you know maybe you'd rather see um Matthew Meyer take a contested three than Melendez take any three so they lose the game 71 68 and they play again tonight because this is the makeup game uh, as they host Minnesota from uh, when Minnesota had COVID issues eight o'clock tip at the state farm center Uh, you can listen to it here or watch it over on the Big Ten Network as for Terrence Shannon uh, we don't know Uh, Brad Underwood said yesterday he was still in concussion protocol he could pass out of that today Uh, if the doctors deem that's appropriate, but we might not know until pretty close to game time. Uh, Illinois played Minnesota previously up in Minneapolis and won by 28. So we'll see tonight, 8 o'clock against the Gophers.
2: All right, on the other side of the break, a little more Big Ten hoops with Mark Tupper. It's brought to you by First National Bank, the Quality Bank, now open in downtown Decatur.
5: Hi, I'm Dave Koschinski, CEO of Investment Planners and IPI Wealth Management. At IPI, integrity and ensuring significance and peace of mind are the key to the way we do business. Our clients trust us to take care of their investments, and it is our responsibility to work with business partners that will help us do just that. First National Bank is one of those partners. FNB's quality service and two Decatur branches provide us the stability we need to accomplish our mission. Thanks, FNB. First National Bank,
2: member FDIC. Back here with Mark Tupper and Topper on Sports. All right, Northwestern.
8: They're really playing great basketball. I watched a little bit of them last night. Um, they, beat, they beat Iowa by 20. Uh, they beat Purdue recently. They beat Indiana recently. They've won 8 of 10. Uh, they're in second place in the Big Ten. They might be uh, – they are playing better than any team in the Big Ten. They might be the best team in the Big Ten, uh, with Purdue now having lost three of their last five. Um, and they're kind of remarkable because – the last three seasons, their Big Ten record was seven and thirteen, six and thirteen, and three and seventeen. Chris Collins, their coach, was near being fired uh, at the start of this season, and they lost. They're two really good big men uh, to transfers uh, in the offseason. Pete Nance went to North Carolina. Ryan Young went to Duke. So you're playing really poorly. Your coach is about to get fired. You lose your two good big guys, and what do you do? You come out and you beat everybody. And the one thing they have is these two senior guards, Boo Booey and Chase Audige, and uh, they've been four years each in the program, and um, and they're playing great defense right now and really, really playing well and they'll be in Champaign on Thursday night to play Illinois. So they will move into the top 25 rankings today. Uh, Chris Collins will win the Big Ten Coach of the Year, and they've certainly become uh, sort of a darling national story because Northwestern's only been in the NCAA tournament one time, and uh, they're going to get there again this year, that's for sure. Um, So, you know, the the final thing I want to say is Big Ten officiating has been really bad this year, and officiating's hard. I understand that. But those guys make a lot of money, uh, and and they're paid to get these calls right. And every game I watch, whether it's Illinois or northwestern Iowa last night, man, there's so many blatant missed calls, and um, they've just done a very poor job. I, I don't know what the answer is, but the league has to be looking at, at this and be a little bit embarrassed. Their, their games have been poorly officiated. You said big money. What do they get paid a game? You know, I don't know what they're making now, but I think it's up in that uh, 1200 or something like that, plus all their expenses, and I mean all their expenses. And, um, they, they, you know, that's that's pretty good money for a couple hours' of work. Yeah,
2: no doubt. All right, my friend, enjoy your day, and uh, we'll check in with you tomorrow morning. They can make uh, just a quick Google search up to $2,500 per game. That's like Big East, Big Ten. It's not bad. Not bad. In the world of sports, it's so hard to throw a dart at the money board. You know what I mean? Like, if you start with the most ridiculous, it all seems reasonable after that.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the sports uh, economy is just out of control in almost every facet of it.
2: Yeah. But I would think you'd want to pay I mean, you'd know, you want the best or attract the best people that feel like it's worth doing it, right? Absolutely. Because I feel like officiating across the board has gone down a level, like it seems like in everything.
3: I think the perception certainly is that. Yeah,
2: that may be just the perception. Maybe it's just always been this way, and we just have more angles and more shots and more ways to see things today than we did, you know, 10 or 15 years ago.
3: You take football, for example, they now have people that are paid former referees, on to second guess the actual product on the field as baked in as part of the broadcast and,
2: and it is it 's sort of silly because yeah. they go to it way too much, oh yeah, you know it, it, the officiating is the officiating i like i don 't understand to me the argument about why people were upset at the end of the Super Bowl. You, you, you know, uh, uh I was listening to somebody, I don't remember who, but said, look, you know, holding is a penalty in the first preseason game. Holding is a penalty in the last minute of a Super Bowl. That's, That's the right. call. Mm-hmm. So we criticize them when they don't make the call. We criticize them when they make the right call because they should have let them play. With mean, There's so much, Gray, that we expect.
3: Right, and a lot that goes into it. And, um you know, yesterday I saw... um the how the process works behind the scenes which was kind of a neat thing of xfl they pull up a screen and there's 15 angles and they've yeah. got to look at it and and make those decisions on the fly while communicating right. to the and, and they have that now yeah. 15 years ago oh, it they just, just had to like it.
2: bam blow the whistle and
3: i heard a referee on the field he goes did you see hands in the face and they had the mic on he goes i, I don't have that for sure but you got to go with what you know yeah <laughs> and they're just trying
2: yeah that's exactly right uh, alright, what do we want to do here today? We've got, uh, Dr. Morris is, uh, switched. Should we hit 840 instead of 740 this morning?
5: Alright. Should all right. be here, but just okay.
2: different time. And we also have, um, a stack of stuff to get to from last night. Uh, Mayor of Kingstown and 1923, uh, uh, and I didn't get to see the last of us because just too tired. Uh, I can't do like three episodes on a Sunday night.
3: Yeah, I was I was jam packed with sports. I didn't see an episode of anything this weekend. Really? Oh, just jammed.
8: Okay.
2: Uh, it, the, the 1923, the, the episode was called the rule of 500 and it it is interesting where this is going. I think this was the the next to the last episode, like next week will be the finale. It has been renewed for a second year. So it's not going to be like 1883 where they gave you one season and the storyline was complete. So I don't imagine we're going to get like a fulfilling full circle ending. We're going to get, we'll see you next year. All right. Next week.
3: Well, that's a good thing, I good. think. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I think so, too. I, I just, it, it is startling to me that people still think of this as red meat Republican politics. If you're watching this show at all, 1923, it is almost... I would suggest to you that, you know how everybody gets worked up about, like, certain terminology? You know, you know all you have to do is just label something, something, sure. and then everybody goes. So I think that's the case with, like, critical race theory. This show is critical race theory. I mean, when you're sitting there at home going, uh, let me top off my drink before rooting for more white people to get scalped. You're getting a different part of history than you got maybe when you were a kid, you know, and looking at, oh, the expansion West.
3: Wow. Just kind of opening your eyes a little bit. Well, no,
2: I mean, I, my eyes are open, but I'm saying, but it, but it's, this isn't red meat politics. This is actually between the environmentalism and the whole, I, I mean, this is sort of like maybe the wokest show on TV that everybody loves. Or at least this is what you're so terrified of your kids learning. But you're consuming it on a Sunday night with a Pabst Blue Ribbon going, yeah.
3: Yeah, I've only heard good things about the show so far.
2: Well, you know, you got Harrison Ford. You got yeah. you
3: know, recipes there. Uh, Helen you, Mirren.
2: Helen Mirren. You got uh, Spencer Dutton and Alexandra, are, I, I believe will be the stars of this show. They're the ones trying to make it back from Africa to America. Uh, you won't know him, but I, it is interesting to note that the guy who plays Spencer uh, the nephew and, and we don't even the cast doesn't know exactly the lineage of who ends up being what family members to the future, you know, the episodes, the Kevin Costners. Um, but I, I, he was Burt Reynolds at the very end of the offer. If you remember when, you know, uh, after the, the Godfather got made and, you know, he was going to do, I think it was, uh, the longest yard or whatever, there was the interview with Burt Reynolds. Yeah. That's the guy who plays Spencer Dutton.
3: Oh, I didn't realize that. He doesn't that.
2: really look like he does in the show, you know, because they had him looking like Burt Reynolds. He's a great actor, though. He's, and that, those two, I think, will probably, if this goes into season two, it, it will not necessarily be the Harrison Ford, Helen Mirren show. I think they're setting them up to be central to the story. Oh, cool. It's the coming back to, you know, the wayward son prodigal son, whatever plot device you want to talk about coming back to save the day. Anyway, it's it's a good show. It really is. And you're almost done with the season. And then the mayor of Kingstown is just, I don't even know. I mean, it is just, I don't know if it's Jeremy Renner you know, sooner or later, you've got to look at all these shows that were created by one guy and give the one guy a lot of credit. Cause he'd have to have a lot of things go right in all of these very different worlds to have it play the way it plays.
3: Yeah, no question about that. And, and he's getting his, uh, his due as, as he can pretty much write his ticket to whatever he wants and and gets it. Yeah, and
2: he's saying, look, I'm going to do it all now because I'm not going to do this when I'm 65 years old. You know, he's trying to get it all out. But, I mean, you would think stretch too thin, some of these are going to be a flop, but it it, it evidently isn't because it just becomes it's hit after hit after hit.
3: Yeah, in this case, you mentioned Jeremy Renner. For a good portion of his career, I thought he was like a generic, uh, like an an off-brand superstar. You know, a lot of the roles that he had just seemed... You know, Hawkeye's the not the most exciting. You know, right. and he was not the original. Born it was Damon. You know, yeah, that's like,
2: a, that's a terrible movie.
3: Right, but it, it, you're just like, yeah, and he has come into his own. And you go back and look at his work, he's really good. Well, it's a very talented I, guy. I,
2: I had, I mean, you're right about the the career yeah. arc, but but the first time I ever saw him that I can remember was The Town, oh, which the is perfect the movie with Ben town, Affleck, yeah. and he was superb yeah. in that.
3: That cast was just brilliant. That was an excellent movie.
2: It really was. Mm-hmm. It was on a book that's a really good book. Um, but yeah, so it's just, it's great. So you got one thing set, you know, it's supposed to be Michigan. I think they film in Pennsylvania, but prison town, industrial, you know, you got the other taking place in the West, you know, as we were Sending, you know, uh, Native Americans and Americanizing them through religious schools and camps and just god awful stuff. But yet then these other family trying to hold on. There's a whole thing about the law and government and politics and this conversation last night that felt like we were talking about today, you know, even though yeah. it's not. And then you take it to the modern, which the second half of the Yellowstone will be out, you know, this summer and you got three completely different worlds. This guy is dabbling in.
3: Yeah. Very, very talented man.
2: Didn't he write Sicario, too?
3: Yes. That
2: is a great movie.
3: Oh, yeah. Both of
2: them. And there's a
3: third coming. Mm -hmm. A-plus for me. Love it. So good.
2: Yeah. I I don't know if I like the first one or the second one better. I mean, they're that good.
3: Mm -hmm. I agree with that. I like them both a lot.
2: So this guy is on top of the world in Hollywood right now. Mm -hmm. Whether the awards you know, or the award shows recognize it or not. I know Costner got something recently, but they've been basically ignored even though they're gigantic hits.
3: Right. Yeah. This is the case of the, he's a pop star, you know, and he's getting yeah, his yeah. monies. He's just not I, getting
2: the, the, yeah, but I'm telling you what, it's as good as anything is, on television. He's excellent. If you're not watching it. And then you get, you know, what's cool about 1923 is you get Indiana Jones versus James Bond.
3: mm. <laughs> really? Timothy Dalton. Oh, Dalton's in that. Is the that. He's the bad
2: guy. He's the up at the top of the chain bad guy.
3: Nice. I love Timothy Dalton, especially more after his Bond career. I like the the older looking. I think he's grown into something. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: but he's, he's evil. Awesome. Donald Whitfield is his name. And uh, he's you know, like he's trying to be the baron and take the land so that he can dig for minerals and gold and whatnot. And the Harrison Ford family, the Dutton family is trying to save the the land for, you, you know, not that they're environmentalists, but they understand taking care of the land and the recycling of the land and, you know, the cattle and all of that. So it's an interesting kind of dynamic of both of these men and their families kind of fighting for what their best interest is. Yeah, that's cool. Not necessarily right or wrong, and back then it was like, trust me, fighting meant fighting. Right. You trespass, you're dead. That's
3: right. Come on, without
2: <laughs> you have a lot of
3: <laughs> a pine
2: box. The law was a funny thing. Uh, all right, let's do the break. When we get back here, uh, we have President Biden. I, can you imagine the planning and security? I mean like over the last 24 hours. Yeah. Can you imagine what it was like getting him into the Ukraine? I
3: I can't. I had a thought this morning questioning like you know just our airspace how do you even move things out of the way in the space without saying without saying that it's air force 1
2: well air force 1 wouldn't be our airspace i mean he was in europe
3: no oh oh he was already in europe yeah. that's right
2: so i mean it wouldn't yeah. be you know anything we would necessarily know here i'm just can you imagine the uh, logistics
3: yeah that? on that end whew.
2: yeah we'll tell you about it on the other side of the break stay tuned here's nick smith with your news channel 20 storm team forecast
3: Today's going to be mostly sunny with a high of 54. Tonight, partly cloudy, low of 31. For Tuesday, mostly sunny, high near 46, chance of late rain. For Wednesday, showers and thunderstorms possible after high near 58. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 35 degrees. Your WSY time,
0: 7.51. Memorial Care is your entry to the quality care and expertise of Memorial Health. Primary Care
7: urgent care virtual care memorial care is how health begins visit memorial.health
0: as the familiar tune fills the air joy radiates along with the heat of flickering flames you make a wish for another year surrounded by the ones you love with each passing year the compassionate team at prairie cardiovascular will be by your side with heart care that allows you to focus on what matters most, a life well-lived. Prairie Cardiovascular, here with you.
6: Milliken University invites high school and transfer students to attend a campus visit day on Saturday, February 25th. See for yourself how you can get a private education at a public school cost. Tour the campus, explore top-ranked majors and programs, learn about scholarships and financial aid, and find your fit through our thriving campus life. Hear about athletics. Study Abroad programs, student organizations and performing arts. All attendees qualify for a $1000 book scholarship. RSVP for the February 25th campus visit day at milligan.edu/visit. Hi, this is Colleen Brinkotter with
0: Brinkotter Realtors. Are you thinking of buying or selling a home? Give me a call, Colleen 217-433-9068. Whether you're a first time home buyer, moving up or downsizing or relocating, from the staging, marketing, to negotiating, to close, with over 25 years of experience, I can assist with making this a stress-free adventure. Call me, Colleen 217-433-9068. I would love the opportunity to list your home to get it sold for you, or find you a house to make your new home.
7: You're listening to Buyers and Company,
0: streaming live at NowDecatur.com.
3: There is a house in your Orleans.
2: All right, so just looking at the pictures uh, of President Biden there in Ukraine with President Zelensky, I, you know, it makes me wonder, you know, Biden's got the suit and tie on. Zelensky sort of done this thing from the, the get-go that he was going to go with this sweater and sort of the you know cargo pants or some sort of like vaguely military-looking sort of dress. Yep. Almost the same outfit every day, which maybe it's just a simple of like, I don't even want to worry about it, think about it, I'll just do this. Sure. And yet we still expect like our president to be there in like suit and tie kind of thing. Why do we hold on to that? I wonder. I mean, you're in a combat zone.
3: Right. He's just projecting, you know, it, it's, it's but what does
2: it project? In, in I mean, you're right. But but what does it project in twenty twenty three? It feels sort of like we're hanging on to something that's no longer a thing.
3: I think it generically projects that, you know, we're we're still the leader of the free world. Yeah, okay. We're still as safe as possible. I don't need the hard hat because nobody's going to get to me. I'm going to come in here and save the day. I think it's it's super it's generic superman. Uh,
2: okay, but then if you think about one of the more presidential moments of the last 30 years with George Bush standing on that wreckage at 9/11, mm-hmm. it, you know, that's not the look.
3: But that was on our soil. That was, "Hey, I'm right here with you. You can touch me. Hey, we're we're here together." It, it was a different projection. It was sympathy. It was empathy. And and going out yeah, there, yeah, but I would think
2: that is uh, and
3: throwing a baseball with without the bulletproof vest on the outside with it underneath, yeah. you know. it's to say, look at me, here I am.
2: I, I get that, but I'm, I but man, if you want to like project strength and authority, I would think after you just had three thousand people killed, and you're going to be at war on terrorism. That that would be the, well, he the did argument. at the desk, yeah. at the
3: desk. Yeah, well,
2: but, but that's but that's nothing. Sitting in the Oval uh-huh. Office, I just feel like this was a, mm-hmm. this looks weird.
3: Well, because I think he'd get chastised if he went. So George Bush on the rubble. Sleeves rolled up, bullhorn in hand, you know, whether I'm remembering it right or not. In a jacket. But in a jacket. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the idea that I'm just an everyday man. If he'd go over there, if Biden would go over there with, you know, a jacket and try, try to serve soup or something, he would, it would not work. Well, I don't, I don't think serving
2: the soup thing. I'm just looking at the two of them side yeah. by side as they're doing all this coverage. And I don't know if this happened hours ago. He's probably already out of country by the time they went live with anything. You would guess just for security. Yeah.
3: The side-by-side is interesting since you point that out.
2: I just, it's just a, when you see it, everybody there is like dressed for war and he looks a little like, you know,
3: Mm. I wonder if it works backwards. Does he look like, Hey, what are you going to do here in your suit dummy? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just think it's, it's it's, interesting. And I
2: think there's probably people in the oval office that worry about those kind of things. And yeah, you know, or who knows, you know, maybe they didn't want to give anything up by how he was dressed, but you think he could change on air force. I I don't know. Yeah. So he's going go to he plans to go to Poland or whatever uh-huh. Europe and then he he takes a surprise trip into Kiev uh and I'm sure that you know meant something to Zelensky in the world sure. to have him there,
3: yeah, that the United States is finally here
2: well we're full in, not mm-hmm. going anywhere, yep, it was more of a statement like we're we've been here, but the commitment is still mm-hmm. there. I don't know, I just can't imagine the logistical nightmare that was,
3: oh my gosh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we talked about before just getting Obama to go into a neighborhood in the United States oh. is what it takes to shut that down. Yeah. But to be able to go into this place that is so restricted on a whim with no advance notice, it has to be that times a million.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, all right. So, by the way, um, if we're doing any fact checking on the show today, uh, the guy that I was telling you about uh, did get fired. He was in charge of the decision desk and made the call to go to to declare Arizona for Biden on election night
3: mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I'm not wrong about that
3: no. I remember that specifically.
2: Well, I'm, I'm reading a firsthand account of it, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the decision desk he was in charge of. Uh, and the, the, you know, in TV, it's interesting. I mean, the anchors aren't doing anything other than reading, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Martha McCallum, I, you, you know, whereas John King knows what he's talking about mm-hmm. when he goes to the map. Right. That doesn't mean he doesn't have people working for him.
3: And telling him some things. Yeah, he's yeah.
2: dual he's dual purpose. But he is someone's in charge of making the call and it's not the anchors. I mean it's not Brett Baer
6: mm-hmm.
2: or whoever it might be, Jake Tapper, I don't know, whatever, you know, whoever it is on whatever network you're watching, they're not the ones going, Yes, we're going to call Arizona for Biden. They might announce it, but they didn't make the call that's right. I mean, that's just how it works. And that guy was, after, you know, over a decade at Fox News, canned after that. And the president did call the network outraged that they called Arizona for Biden. It turned out that was the exact right call. It's exactly what happened. And the rest of the argument, I mean, you can argue all day. Watch whatever you want to watch. Read whatever you want to read. Look at whatever you want to look at. But when these people just get caught red-handed... I don't understand making excuses for
3: him. Yeah, that story was, that that was the one thing that w- when you called, I mean, it was, it was a widespread story. <laughs> it was, it was
2: the, on every major, I yeah, mean, New
3: York or Washington Post. And and yeah, C- I'm not, I'm not
2: them. on AOL. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't tell you what's on AOL. It's an
3: aggregate. You've been
0: listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.